Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. Well, Joe, uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, this is a very unique NBA Finals we have right now. There's no Lakers, there's no Celtics, there's no Golden State Warriors, no Miami Heat. What you're seeing right now is you're seeing the Suns out of Phoenix and, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks. And it's just very different. You don't have any of the big markets. And you got to feel like, you know, there's basketball purists that are going to love to watch Giannis and are very happy to see Chris Paul get his first chance to win a ring. But in terms of the national coverage you're going to get, you got to feel like the NBA is pretty upset with this finals. Yes. The NBA wanted a Brooklyn-LA Clippers finals if they don't have the Lakers with LeBron. Because then if you have Brooklyn and LA, you have the markets. And you also have Kawhi and Paul George against Kevin Durant, James Harden, and, um, and others. And you just don't have that with this matchup. What's interesting about it, you know, in addition to the small markets, which is such a big point, you also have two championship-starved franchises. The city of Milwaukee has not been in a finals of any sport. You know, I know they have the Packers in Wisconsin, which is kind of their football team, but they haven't played for a championship in baseball or basketball since the Brewers back in 1982. And the Bucks have not won a championship since 1971, so for 50 years, you know, longer than uh, Tom Brady's been alive. And then additionally, you look at the Suns have never won a championship historically as a franchise, and they've been around since like the late 1960s. And then finally, Dan, this is the first finals in forever that not one player on either roster has a championship heading into this series. So something's got to give is kind of the narrative of this matchup. And when I look at the Suns, I know they won game one last night, um, 118 to 105, and they were pretty much in control throughout. For the Suns, it's almost like this run for Chris Paul, for me, feels a lot like Dirk Nowitzki's run back in 2011, 10 years ago to the day with the Mavericks. Because it was like both of their careers had so much disappointment prior to that. And it's almost like they got um, an additional break, like that extra opportunity that neither one of them probably admittedly deep down would have ever imagined was possible. And they both have had to go through, you know, a gauntlet to get there. Like, you know, Dirk went through Kobe and LeBron and Kevin Durant. Chris Paul has gone through LeBron. He's gone through, you know, a, um, who else? Last round they went through Kawhi or Paul George. And then the round before that they went through um, the, uh, oh, uh, Jokic, the MVP. So they've gone through a gauntlet to get here unexpectedly. So now there's an opportunity for Chris Paul to pretty much rewrite his uh, legacy overnight. Yeah, you know, you feel like Paul is one of those guys that's done everything but won an NBA Finals. And he's someone that right now is probably a Hall of Famer without getting an NBA Finals. But you kind of feel like just getting a championship may be enough to ensure that he gets to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think you start bringing him up the – ascension of all-time point guards to maybe like top five all-time point guards with the championship. And then for the Bucks with Giannis, it's almost like they're getting an extra opportunity you wouldn't have expected either. They kind of had a disappointing regular season this mm-hmm. year, third or fourth in the Eastern Conference after the last two years finishing with the one seed and then just blowing it, you know, both times. So it's like both of these teams have gotten 
uh, what do you call it in golf when you get that uh, a extra opportunity? A mulligan. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and Joe, it's kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of times you see very talented teams that don't have great seasons finish in that three or four spot and come up and win the NBA Finals. I mean, you've seen LeBron do it with the Lakers. You've seen him do it with the Cavs. You've seen the Golden State Warriors do it. Uh, Michael Jordan did it a time or two with the with the Bulls when they weren't the number one seed going in. Sometimes maybe that just you know gives you a little extra fire, and you know you got to push a little bit harder. And sometimes these more talented teams end up winning from the three to four spot. Yeah, and the weird thing too about this year is the other participants in the conference finals were not like ones and twos necessarily. Like you had the Hawks were a five seed, mm-hmm. you had the Clippers were a four seed. So you had some of the big boys like going down earlier this year. Yeah, it was very surprising. I mean, you didn't really – really the Clippers were the only, the only real chance that you had for a big market team that would have gotten a lot of interest. I mean, the Hawks are a big market team. Atlanta is a large market. But, I mean, the Hawks, I don't even know if they've ever even been to an NBA Finals before. There's not just a lot of national appeal to them. 1958, Bob Pettit, they won the Finals over the Celtics with uh, Bill Russell. It's been, it's been that long since they were. That was impressive, that Jeff. That was one of your more impressive ones I've ever seen you dig out right there. <laughs> well, my, my dad was always like like a big uh, Pettit fan as far as a you know uh, the player that he knew about and read about, and so he kind of helped me with that trivia. Okay. Well, that was a good one. Well, a big shout-out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I think it'll be it'll be really great to see Chris Paul win one, and I hope that Giannis gets to play a little bit because I know he's injured right now. But I think the biggest disappointment would be you already have these two small market teams. If Giannis isn't able to play at all, then that's really going to put a damper on the series. Yeah, it was really a big headline when he hyperextended his knee um, what last week in the conference finals. And you know, you look at how many players have gotten injured in the playoffs. You know, Kawhi Leonard missed the last few games in that series against Phoenix. And LeBron has blamed, you know, the quick reboot between last season and this season for these injuries and kind of the compressed schedule. And I think he has a compelling point because I thought the NBA was not looking out for the players at all when they decided to start the new season two months after the conclusion of the bubble. And then you play like almost as many games as you normally would within a tighter window. To me, there was no reason to be in that much of a hurry. You don't get as good of a product, and that's one of the reasons probably we have this finals matchup. This finals, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I mean, there's no reason they couldn't have just played a smaller regular season this year and still kept the same schedule for the playoffs. I mean, giving mm-hmm. your guys a little bit of a break. Usually I don't agree with LeBron's complaining, which is about pretty much everything. But this one, I'll, I'll give – I'll give him credit on this. I kind of agree with him on this because that, that was a very quick turnaround, and it would make sense as to why you're having a lot more injuries. Yeah, I mean, they played 72 games this year. Why not play maybe like 50 or something like that and make it a lot better? I mean, 36. I think 36 would be enough to tell you who's what and can at least you know give you a good pecking order in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Joe, speaking about injuries, we're going to get into a little bit of injuries when I talk about what's going on in Wimbledon right now, which – I've gotten to watch way more of this year than I have probably ever, and it's been fantastic. Uh, and, and we come back and talk a little tennis. And, uh, you know, if you want to listen to all of our old episodes, they're available on Spotify. Just look up the Dana Joe Sports Show. We're available. Our new episodes come on every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. You can follow us on Twitter at DJ Sports Show, and you can also like our Facebook fan page. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.
Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. Well, Joe, uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, this is a very unique NBA Finals we have right now. There's no Lakers, there's no Celtics, there's no Golden State Warriors, no Miami Heat. What you're seeing right now is you're seeing the Suns out of Phoenix and, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks. And it's just very different. You don't have any of the big markets. And you got to feel like, you know, there's basketball purists that are going to love to watch Giannis and are very happy to see Chris Paul get his first chance to win a ring. But in terms of the national coverage you're going to get, you got to feel like the NBA is pretty upset with this finals. Yes. The NBA wanted a Brooklyn-LA Clippers finals if they don't have the Lakers with LeBron. Because then if you have Brooklyn and LA, you have the markets. And you also have Kawhi and Paul George against Kevin Durant, James Harden, and, um, and others. And you just don't have that with this matchup. What's interesting about it, you know, in addition to the small markets, which is such a big point, you also have two championship-starved franchises. The city of Milwaukee has not been in a finals of any sport. You know, I know they have the Packers in Wisconsin, which is kind of their football team, but they haven't played for a championship in baseball or basketball since the Brewers back in 1982. And the Bucks have not won a championship since 1971, so for 50 years, you know, longer than uh, Tom Brady's been alive. And then additionally, you look at the Suns have never won a championship historically as a franchise, and they've been around since like the late 1960s. And then finally, Dan, this is the first finals in forever that not one player on either roster has a championship heading into this series. So something's got to give is kind of the narrative of this matchup. And when I look at the Suns, I know they won game one last night, um, 118 to 105, and they were pretty much in control throughout. For the Suns, it's almost like this run for Chris Paul, for me, feels a lot like Dirk Nowitzki's run back in 2011, 10 years ago to the day with the Mavericks. Because it was like both of their careers had so much disappointment prior to that. And it's almost like they got um, an additional break, like that extra opportunity that neither one of them probably admittedly deep down would have ever imagined was possible. And they both have had to go through, you know, a gauntlet to get there. Like, you know, Dirk went through Kobe and LeBron and Kevin Durant. Chris Paul has gone through LeBron. He's gone through, you know, a, um, who else? Last round, they went through Kawhi or Paul George. And then the round before that, they went through um, the, oh, oh, uh, Jokic, the MVP. So they've gone through a gauntlet to get here unexpectedly. And so now there's an opportunity for Chris Paul to pretty much rewrite his uh, legacy overnight. Yeah, you know, you feel like Paul is one of those guys that's done everything but one in NBA Finals. and. He's someone that right now is probably a Hall of Famer without getting an NBA Finals. But you kind of feel like just getting a championship may be enough to ensure that he gets to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think you start bringing him up the ascension of all-time point guards too, maybe like top five all-time point guards with the championship. And then for the Bucks with Giannis, it's almost like they're getting an extra opportunity you wouldn't have expected either. They kind of had a disappointing regular season this mm-hmm. year, third or fourth in the Eastern Conference, after the last two years finishing with the one seed and then just blowing it, you know, both times. So it's like both of these teams have gotten 
uh, what do you call it in golf when you get that uh, a extra opportunity? A mulligan. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and, Joe, it's kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of times you see very talented teams that don't have great seasons finish in that three or four spot and come up and win the NBA Finals. I mean, you've seen LeBron do it with the Lakers. You've seen him do it with the Cavs. You've seen the Golden State Warriors do it. Uh, Michael Jordan did it a time or two with the with the Bulls when they weren't the number one seed going in. Sometimes maybe that just you know gives you a little extra fire, and you know you got to push a little bit harder. And sometimes these more talented teams end up winning from the three to four spot. Yeah, and the weird thing too about this year is the other participants in the conference finals were not like ones and twos necessarily. Like you had the Hawks were a five seed, mm-hmm. you had the Clippers were a four seed. So you had some of the big boys like going down earlier this year. Yeah, it was very surprising. I mean, you didn't really – really the Clippers were the only, the only real chance that you had for a big market team that would have gotten a lot of interest. I mean, the Hawks are a big market team. Atlanta is a large market. But, I mean, the Hawks, I don't even know if they've ever been to an NBA Finals before. There's not just a lot of national appeal to them. 1958, Bob Pettit, they won the Finals over the Celtics with uh, Bill Russell. It's been, it's been that long since they were. That was impressive, Jeff. That was one of your more impressive ones I've ever seen you dig out right there. <laughs> well, my, my dad was always like like a big uh, Pettit fan as far as a you know, um, player that he knew about and read about, and so he kind of helped me with that trivia. Okay. Well, that was a good one. Well, a big shout-out there. Um but yeah, no. I mean, I, I think it'll be it'll be really great to see Chris Paul win one, and I hope that Giannis gets to play a little bit because I know he's injured right now. But I think the biggest disappointment would be you already have these two small market teams. If Giannis isn't able to play at all, then that's really going to put a damper on the series. Yeah, it was really a big headline when he hyperextended his knee um, what, last week in the conference finals. And you know, you look at how many players have gotten injured in the playoffs. You know, Kawhi Leonard missed the last few games in that series against Phoenix. And LeBron has blamed, you know, the quick reboot between last season and this season for these injuries and kind of the compressed schedule. And I think he has a compelling point because I thought the NBA was not looking out for the players at all Yeah. when they decided to start the new season two months after the conclusion of the bubble. And then you play like almost as many games as you normally would within a tighter window. To me, there was no reason to be in that much of a hurry. You don't get as good of a product, and that's one of the reasons probably we have this finals. Yeah, this finals, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I mean, there's no reason they couldn't have just played a smaller regular season this year and still kept the same schedule for the playoffs. I mean, giving mm-hmm. your guys a little bit of a break. Usually I don't agree with LeBron's complaining, which is about pretty much everything. But this one, I'll, I'll give – I'll give him credit on this. I kind of agree with him on this. That, that was a very quick turnaround, and it would make sense as to why you're having a lot more injuries. Yeah, I mean, they played 72 games this year. Why not play maybe like 50 or something like that and make it a lot better? I mean, 36. I think 36 would be enough to tell you who's what and can at least you know give you a good pecking order in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Joe, speaking about injuries, we're going to get into a little bit of injuries when I talk about what's going on in Wimbledon right now, which – I've gotten to watch way more of this year than I have probably ever, and it's been fantastic. Uh, and, and we come back and talk a little tennis. And, uh, you know, if you want to listen to all of our old episodes, they're available on Spotify. Just look up the Dan and Joe Sports Show. We're available. Our new episodes come on every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. You can follow us on Twitter at DJ Sports Show, and you can also like our Facebook fan page. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.